Welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And uh, my guest today, uh, this is a really special episode. I really like this conversation. My guest is actress, comedian, Vine star, Brittany Furlon. And uh, I only recently met Brittany, maybe, you know, months and months ago. I met her a long time ago. We became close right before the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, we, we became reacquainted. We talk about it on the podcast, but we went on a on a girl date dinner the night before we were both leaving to go to Sundance, and we just bonded so intensely. And I think she's so fascinating and smart and such a badass. Not only is she a babe who, you know, is just gorgeous to look at, but there's so much more to her than that. And there's so much depth to this wonderful woman who's like searching for, you know, a, a great life as far as love and career uh, is concerned. And so. I just, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this, you guys. I'm feeling very emotional. I've been listening to a lot of Adele today, and there are a lot of things that pop up during this conversation um, with me and Brittany that kept going during my week this week, where I, I had a pop-up clothing sale with a bunch of my girlfriends, and it was a complete success. It was really fun. It was a great group of girls, and we all got together to sell our old clothes, and all these amazing women showed up, and it was like this big, fun party atmosphere. And not only was it a success, like financially and uh, people showing up, but the most special part of it was so many girls were hanging out and talking, and we were all talking about relationships and feelings and trials and tribulations and heartache and being in fights with boyfriends and waiting for somebody to text us back, um, parents dying, you know, feeling disappointed, looking for fulfillment, and uh, and it's just so interesting because. A lot of the topics that pop up in this conversation with me and Brittany, I just know it's going to make girls listening feel less alone. And uh, I truly feel like this is a special episode dedicated to women because it's got me thinking. I, I listened to this wonderful podcast episode um, on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast where he interviewed Ileana Douglas. Ileana Douglas is an incredible actress. She's a friend of mine. She's been on my podcast. But on this particular episode where she was interviewed by Brett Easton Ellis, she brings up this amazing point and she talks about how women, and I am going to generalize, but please bear with me. People know that I'm on your side. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to, you know, gender stereotype or blah, blah, blah. I'm just a woman trying to fucking figure it out myself and find the balance between love and work. And, you know, before I die and who knows what happens after that, I'm just searching. So use me as a vessel to feel less alone or to know who you are better. But, uh, in this conversation, Ileana mentions how she went out with Martin Scorsese, Scorsese, whatever his fucking name is, for 10 years. And they ended up breaking up. And this uh, kind of thing she took away that she learned in that process um, and from talking to her girlfriends is that women, because we are nurturers, because we make the babies, because we are maternal, we have a tendency uh, to put love first and it it it's a potential life ruiner, I feel like, because in this conversation with Brittany, it's dangerous. In this conversation with Brittany, she mentions how she was dating a guy, actually a few different guys, and some of them were addicts, and some of them were jealous or controlling or whatever, and she found her way and was in and out of relationships. And it's tough when you meet somebody and you love them, and things aren't black and white, but it's not necessarily the most healthy choice for you. And I'm sure we've all been in these situations, men and women, you know, because figuring it out and finding the balance is difficult. So when Brittany was telling me about her past, ex past experiences, you know, 
it reminded me of relationships I've been in the, in the past. In my early 20s, I, I dated someone who, who was an addict and was very jealous. And I loved him so much. And we had this crazy, tempestuous, tumultuous relationship um, between the ages of 21 and 26. And, you know, I could just relate to her is my point. And, uh, and I just think it's important. And through talking to all these girls at the pop-up clothing sale this week... And listening to these Adele songs, you guys. Um, but I just noticed there it's something that many girls go through. It's not just Britney. It's not just, you know, me and my past from my early 20s. And uh, and uh, it's it's just something that I feel like uh, I know that when I talk to my girlfriends and they meet a guy, you know, uh, they're willing to put up with a lot. They love the guy. They put him on a pedestal. Um you know, they think if he's interesting and smart and great and talented and whatever, um, they put up with a lot because they want the love to work out. And, and I just noticed, um, and I will have a point and I know I am rambling, but I noticed that with my really strong female friends who are like badass girls who have a career and are really trying to do something and me included, you know, cause I've been given a lot of grief in my past when I've been dating, like ever since I started my blog, like almost 10 years ago, I would meet men who didn't really know what my blog was about and didn't really understand me, but thought they thought they did thought I was, I was just all about flirting and fucking and I'm a slut or whatever. I don't know what they thought, but if you scratch me at the surface, my whole goal in my entire life, be it with my podcast, this podcast, my old podcast, my blog that I wrote a long time ago called I'm boycrazy.com, which I haven't updated in a long time. My whole personal goal and I guess I'm feeling defensive, but I'm trying to use myself as an, as an example. My whole goal in my life is searching. I want to find love. I want to prove that I can do a lot of things. I want to make a movie. I want to make people feel less alone. I want to use my stories to help other people feel less alone and understood. And and I want to make people laugh. And I just want... I don't know. It's, it's all about searching having experiences and trying to learn from them, whether they're coming of age experiences or falling in love or makeouts or weird sexual experiences or hating my body and trying to learn how to love my body and, you know, trying to just figure out what my path is. And that's an, you know, and it's my specific story and I'm a girl and that's, you know, and men and women are different. And, uh, and I, I hope to be used as a, as a conduit or a, or a helpful example, uh, to give other girls permission to, you know, I don't know, be brave or not make the same mistakes or, or just see themselves in me. I don't know. I'm just, and then I, and I met all these other girls at the pop-up shop and they're all telling me what they're going through and, and dating men and, and having weird experiences where they they just, things aren't healthy. Um, but they want love so bad and they're willing to make things work or they're willing to stifle who they are or kind of squash who they are to like fit to make something work, even though they know that's wrong. It brought me back to this conversation you're about to listen to if I ever shut the fuck up that I had with Brittany because certain guys that she dated, like, you know, they just didn't want her to succeed or be who she is. And they just, it's just weird. And it's such a dating can be very dangerous. And I think the goal is, I'm just putting this out there as a life alert for people to let like, my heart goes out to Brittany and her experiences and she is such a, she's come out the other side so fucking strong and such a badass. She's doing her thing and, you know, and waiting for something healthy to come into her life. And I just want that for every girl listening, for every girl I met at the pop-up shop, for, you know, for all of us, you know, you, and especially now, now with what's going on, 
in the world with this fucking monster as our president and what and what that represents and what that potentially means like and you know we're already trying to fight the male gaze and take our power back as women and be who we are and lead by example and give permission to other women to fucking be great and strong and brave so you have to remember on a case-by-case scenario we are women we want love and we want success and we want to be individuals and we want to be you know strive to be the greatest version of ourselves that we can possibly be but it's also a beautiful thing to fall in love and and have a baby and all these things and you know we're, we have we have multitudes as women and we can we bring life into the world we can make children so there's so much we are balancing on our plates especially now so i'm just my message is if any of this rambling rant makes sense to you my message is to make sure you put yourselves first don't apologize for who you are i don't mean don't be kind and who the fuck am I to tell you any of this? I'm just one person living my life and noticing stuff and trying to put out what I noticed for the greater good or whatever. And it's for me as well. I'm, I'm you know, I'm probably just talking to myself. But uh, I don't mean don't be kind. I don't, don't mean, I don't mean don't be considerate or respectful of men or women or whoever crosses your path that you intersect with. But I do think it's important not to apologize for yourself to be who you're going to be to the fullest and then just trust that you're going to meet someone who can accept you and love you and and that like and the goal is to be healthy and not chaotic because you know I think like from talking to Brittany and talking to all the girls at the pop-up shop we've all had our moments where we're like god healthy just feels so boring sometimes and it's feels so sexy to be involved with chaos uh, as far as romantic relationships are concerned but I do feel like we can all strike the balance between healthy love a great career, whatever that means to you, being fully accepted and seen, just like we seem to have a more of a an ability as women to fully accept men and all their flaws. Let's hope that we can also be accepted and and like and thrive and be accepted by men and not have to fucking cower or squash squash ourselves, you know, to fit within the boundaries of what they might feel is acceptable. So just so many things I'm just feeling and uh, I am going to shut the fuck up. My point is, hopefully that was interesting to anyone. Uh, If you like this podcast, subscribe on iTunes. I have a lot of great guests coming up, including the one today with Brittany Furlan. She's incredible. Um, Subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Tell me who you want me to interview. Tell me what you're thinking. Send me emails send, send your emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com to let me know what you're going through um and follow me on all of social media at alexi wasser and you can find Brittany furlon on all of social media twitter snapchat instagram all the things at Brittany furlon and uh i'm gonna shut the fuck up and i hope you enjoy our conversation now entering Nerdist.com. You guys, me and Alexi had a Sundance sleepover. Oh, yeah. And it was the best thing. Tell everybody, how do we meet? How do we meet so we can, like, oh, frame gosh. the whole okay. journey? I mean, we only just met kind of. Right. Tell, you tell how we met, and then I'll agree. Um, we both dated the same guy a long time. Well, oh I dated God. him recently. You dated him a long time ago. A long, long, long yeah. time ago. And uh, I, I don't even remember. I originally first met you at a screening when I was with him at a screening. And oh, yeah. 
and uh, and then we didn't. I didn't really talk too much then. But then I ran into you at uh, Dreamland years later. And, yeah, you, yeah. Screening of Dreamland. Yep. And then I started talking to you there. You're in the movie Dreamland. Yep. I interviewed Robert Schwartzman. Yeah, because he wrote and directed it or yep. whatever. Oh, yeah, then we see each other there. We see each other at the after party. Keep going. And we, like, kind of just hit it off. I mean, I sat with you, and, and I just we just started talking about, like, life. And it was just, yeah. you were so real. You're not, like, one of those L.A. girls yeah. who's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you were, like, a regular real human. And I was like, oh, this is, like, a real person. That's fun. I felt like other girls were mean to you. And I'm not saying oh, that yeah, to be, like, no, they oh, yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. I got the sense that, like. All the, like, indie actor chicks that are, like, oh, she's, like, came up on Vine. She's, like, not real. She's not cool. She's not like us. Like, That's how I we told jokes in dirty basements. Like, yeah. we are legit. Like, that's literally... And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, they don't... Like, a lot of people don't know that, like, I used to do, like, stand-up and open mics and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, people don't know that. So they, like, automatically assume that I'm just, like, this, like, fake fucking plastic surgery viner. And by the way, guys, I haven't had plastic surgery, so fuck you. If Whoa! You- <laughs> I just fight your whole audience. I'm like, so whoever wants to fight, meet me in the back. <gasps> oh, no, God. but honestly, you're right. The girl, other girls were bitchy to me. Like they usually, like, girls are usually bitchy to me. Yeah. So I'm usually bitchy back. But you were so welcoming and oh my God. so nice, guys. Alexi's a, a girl's girl. She's very much a girl's girl. She's very supportive of women. So if you're like, if you fuck with girls, girls, she's the girl you want to fuck with. Yes. Yep. Thank you. You just take this over because this is going great. No, okay. <laughs> oh my God, please. Um, no, because it's weird because I noticed that I noticed that like, because you're beautiful. Oh, you're all fit. You got you. a hot bod. We know this. Your face <laughs> is on point. You got like beautiful eyelashes. You, you know, <laughs> you, you do like makeup and fashion and your body is like banging and you're like, you're like this put together badass like girl and you're also funny but i notice like and i hope they're not listening and i'm not talking about you guys if you are listening but whoever (laughs) these people were i just i could feel the vibe and i was i felt them trying to pull me towards it yeah yeah. the vibe of like the indie silver lake yeah what have you being like like deciding who you are deciding what you're about and being mean to you for it and it made no sense and it all stems from insecurity and people wanting to like uh, be divisive or weird and i just thought like ew don't try to and then if you just, yeah, I don't know. It's like people I think are just insecure and have an idea of like, and it just yeah. irritated me. And then I don't know. People just assume they know people. Yeah. It's just so annoying. And 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 I'm like, you know, it's okay though. It's like I've I've dealt with that my whole life. Yeah. I've always had girls be bitchy. Really? Yeah, so why is little. that? I don't know. When I was in high school, I had like one girlfriend and um, that's it. And like why well, the older guys used to like me and so then their girlfriends would get mad. Oh, and so, so it's just jealousy. Just cunty. Yeah. yeah. Is it why? Yeah, I feel like girls are pitted against one another because it's like a competitive it's thing for men like, or something instead of just like being nice. But whatever. It's It's hard. I actually people get mad at me if I don't join them in talking shit about anything I'm i know a, and general, i noticed you don't do that and i, I love that about you not to yeah, yeah because it's like and it's and, and then and then people just get mad at you if you don't because they feel like you're they're like oh you're now you're gonna go tell that person or something yeah or, or like are you judging me for saying what i'm saying or you think you're better than me or you're not gonna just accommodate whatever blah blah no, blah i love that about you that you're not a shit talker um you guys alexi's 100 percent not a shit talker i've <laughs> seen multiple opportunities where you could talk shit and you haven't oh god you're just like ah! Leave me out of it. She goes, ah! so funny. You're like, leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. It's true. Oh, okay. So then, 
I don't know what happened. Okay, so we exchanged numbers yep. and we did this thing that I feel like a lot of people do where we didn't know each other very well, but we had met in person like twice yep. in the world. Yep. So we know we're real people in yep. the world. We have each other's phone numbers and we're both women who feel feelings. And all of a sudden, I don't know who started it, but it was probably me because that's my Oh, you and I were direct messaging on Twitter. Yep. And then we just started like completely oversharing and being very personal. And I'm sure I started it because that's totally my vibe. <laughs> being like, I'm feeling all these feelings about a boy. And, and it's, it's mine too. And I'm just I'm like, so glad just it like is. let's just fall into this big puddle of yes! feelings. Of all these yeah. feelings. And then we're texting, we're texting, we're texting. Yeah. And then it comes up later over the months of texting or, you know, a couple months of texting. I'm just telling the audience so they can yeah. feel up to speed and part of our love affair or whatever. Yeah. And then it came up that I'm going to Sundance. You were going to Sundance. Yep. And I was, I, you know, I, I've told my audience this before. I drove to Sundance. It's I had incredible. I had this whole plan to drive 14 hours to Sundance and I was going to leave at, leave at 3 in the morning and uh, on Friday night and get there like later in the day on Saturday. You were flying like a sane person being flown <laughs> out for a business reason because you were taken care of because you know what you're doing with your gosh darn life and uh, can I even mention that or just keep that a secret? Sure, Why? Yeah, it's Who's, totally fine. So YouTube was flying you out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for like the a creator studio. So yeah. I'm like this weird renegade loser driving out and you're like, okay, I'll be on the plane like a rational human being and then you're like, but... Can I take you on a girl date? Because I think I was moody or you were... I don't know who was moody. Probably maybe both of us. Both of us Definitely me. And Brittany took me out on a girl date to sushi. You pick me up in your cool hot car. (laughs) You drive like a fucking badass. That bad out of hell. You're like, hey, girl, I'm here. I'm taking you out, girlfriend. And then you're like, a mile a minute. You were like more than me. I I usually like... I can't believe I've met somebody more me than me. And and you're like, here's what I'm going through. Oh, my God. I look like a fucking hobo. You don't. You're like completely like rail thin, big, beautiful boobs, lush lips, like all the perfection of a goddess. And then you're like, here's how I'm feeling, girlfriend. I'm paying. Don't worry. It's on me. Valet. Like, and then we like get to the sushi place and, you know, you're you're ordering the food. We we both get a glass of wine like we were on Real Housewives of whatever. And we and then you tell me your amazing life story. And I'm like. Oh my God, this is the greatest day of my life. And then just to like cut it and I'll throw it back to you. Yeah. We have this great dinner where Brittany tells me about her whole life story and we were having a chat about feelings and men and whoever I was dating and disappointed by at that moment. And then I ended up just staying with you, even though I had two other places to stay at Sundance. Brittany and I shared a room, sharing the same bed. We shared a bed. We, we shared a bed every we night. We didn't cuddle, but we should have. I mean, I regret it. I regret it too. But it was so great. And then you would do your thing, and then I would do my thing, yep. and then we go to parties, and we wouldn't. Then you, and then we come back to each other at night, and just yep. like to know that I like, had like a home base and a touchstone, and like and like a friend where I felt like, oh, so she knows I didn't die, yeah, you know. And exactly. it's cozy. And I didn't even want to stay when I got another room. I was like, I don't really want to stay in that other room yeah. that's solo. I'd rather just like touch stay base together. and yeah. So anyway, that was so nice. That's our our love story. And then now it's been weeks since Sundance. Yes, and now we're back here. We're and on the podcast. Reminiscing. Reminiscing already about weeks gone by. So, and now I have to get your whole life story and find out. Okay, so you're single now. Single now. We do have to find out how the fuck you became. You're, you're a comedian. You're an actress. You are an I internet personality. I love you too. <laughs> you have a huge social media following. How the fuck did you get here? Oh, God. And like, like you're from Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. From and like the worst part, like not worst part, but just from like a small town outside of Philadelphia. And came here when I was 17 with a hope and a dream. Just fucking, is that like a, I'm rhyming? I, I love just, it. I just keep going. Yeah. I just keep rhyming. Um, and I watched like 
30 minutes of all your vines compiled on various YouTube things. Oh my God. Did you want to kill yourself? No, I was just like, oh my God, who's that? Oh no. I was just, there's your dog. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And then anyway, just like, I've just like really got into your, your world and like, we're, it's just six seconds of this yeah. nonstop, six seconds of craziness. We, we'll find out how you got there. Okay. It was but so ridiculous. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Shitty, shitty part. Shitty childhood. Your dream was to be an actress, yep. like, like movie star. Yep. Yeah. You used to practice speeches in my mirror. I'm like, yes, when I win an Oscar, this is what I'll say. Like, yeah. I, you know, theater kid, total dork. And uh, like I said, had one friend in high school, didn't get asked to either of my proms, <laughs> was like, I can't wait to get out of here, dated like an older guy. <laughs> yeah, you me know, too. So ridiculous, right? <laughs> so then. So then moved to Pennsylvania at 17 by myself, didn't know anybody, moved to downtown LA. This is 13 years ago when okay. there was nothing there. Oh my so God. I, I still don't like downtown. I still oh don't know what's God. there. I literally like got out of my cab and there was like a guy just like shitting on the sidewalk. I was like, where's the Hollywood sign? Oh where's the God. glamour? Where's the glitz? This isn't right. This is awful. You know, I was so upset. You know, I was yeah. like, where is everything? And basically just had to figure my way out. I fell into, like, a bad crowd. You did? Yeah, I got into drugs when I was, like, in my early, like, 20s. Almost died You were doing kidney drugs? failure. Kidney yeah. failure from what drugs? Remember? Oh, God. I'm not saying remember because we're, t- we're starting fresh. We had our girl talk. Oh, now yeah, we're on yeah. the podcast. Okay, so You're sharing what you want to share. So uh, Don't answer anything you don't want to answer. Okay, so just not good drugs. Okay. Not, like, anything. Cr- I mean, well, yeah. But, you know, it was just bad. Anyway, I wasn't eating and I was doing drugs. And I was like, this is awful. And almost died, had kidney failure, and then was like, fuck this. I will not mess with anything anymore. And you were so 18 or 17? I was 18 then. It was the year after I moved here. Isn't that crazy? And so my dad and uh, and my... Yeah? <laughs> so my dad was flown... My dad flew out because they were like, oh, your daughter's going to die. And he, like, flew out red eye and, like, you know, came to the hospital and, like, was, you know... It was just really awful. So he stayed with me for like a month and a half and helped like rehabilitate me from everything. I mean, it wasn't like I had a drug addiction. It was just that I uh, was partying too hard and my kidney just was like, no thanks. So I just ate shit. Um, But then I got better, which is great. (laughs) Um, And then I was sober for five years. Oh, nothing? Nothing. Nothing for five years. Just because I was so scared. You know, once you have like a near death experience, you're like, I don't want to do anything bad again because you're like that you literally are like see your life flashing before your eyes you know although i will say that when you're about to die they give you tons of morphine because they're like you they want you not to care about dying so it was kind of funny because i was so i was so sick my blood had become um septic so it was like so awful like my blood was like completely toxic and so they just like pump you full of morphine and then i like remember asking the nurse and i was like am i gonna die and she just like didn't respond and i was like whatever oh god (laughs) more morphine please like it was very oh god it was crazy um so i won't forget that but then i was sober for like five years and in those five years i started doing open mics so that's where like all the silver lake girls don't know they're like oh she wears like a lot of makeup and she shops at zara like she doesn't fucking i love zara yeah fuck it i love zara too i mean i used to work at fucking jet rag on la brea which is indie fucking store you could work at so they think i'm like this fuck i don't know they think i'm like this whatever chick that i'm not anyway so i started doing open mics started becoming friends with a bunch of stand-ups and this was all when like gerard carmichael first started and like adam divine and it was like before they all had their big breaks it was like we were all so young then i met a a Mm stand-up started dating him and then we moved in together and it was like crazy and so it it got competitive we were like both doing stand-up and 
you know, uh, sometimes I would do better than him and he would get mad. And so one day he was like, well, we can't both do stand up. So <gasps> yeah. you can either stop doing stand up or like whatever. And we were both really broke. He was like a DJ part time at a strip club. Oh, no. And so and I used to fucking find old furniture on the side of the road in Beverly Hills and like take it and like refinish it and then like sell it. And I was working part time at Jet Rag and I was like doing all these like fucking, you know, the other thing I was doing, but I don't even know if I can mention that. It's not prostitution, guys. Don't worry. But it's don't worry, guys. Yeah. Okay. It's not get your, prostitution. Get your mind out of the gutter, I but was, it's crazy. But I was um <laughs> I mean, I don't know, should I can I say it, you think? I am I don't You say whatever you're comfortable with, you and don't say whatever you're uncomfortable with. And we can always tell me to Edit it later. Yeah. I mean, so I had You sum a, up as close as you want. Okay, so I'll just sum it up. Basically, I had a guy come up to me at a party and was like, or where was it? I don't even know if it was a party. Anyway, he asked me, he's like, are you a model? And I was like, um, no. And he's like, you're so beautiful. And basically, he ran like an escort agency. And I was like, ah, I could never be an escort. Sorry. And he's like, well, what about like, you know, just working for me and being like my assistant? And so I was like literally this guy's like assistant answering phones for the – I would answer phones for the girls to book out the girls for a while, which was crazy. I kind of want that job. It's such a sad world and this was like a really like high-end escort agency. It was really sad. It was a sad – it was a sad experience. Um, so I only did that for like a year and it was like very scary and sketchy and whatever even though the escorts were like these like girls that you would never imagine were escorts. They were like beautiful, like high-end – amazing chicks it was just kind of like whatever but then um and i had like a separate cell phone it was all very like it was all very weird i don't i mean like i'm even scared talking about it because i'm like oh my god like what if anyway i ended up feeling really awful about it like a year later and was like i booked a small part on like this like improv show on e and so i was like all right you know i'm just good i'm gonna stop doing you know and got away from it and just used that as an excuse and but you know they were nice to me it was like you know even though it's like a really sad space like they were nice to me why was it scary and why was it sad it was sad because these girls were so beautiful a lot of them and were like you you would see them and think they were regular models and then you would found out oh like they were like sleeping with like celebrities and stuff for money yeah and lots of money like i'm talking about like and and you could only say uh like when you talked about money you could you could only say like roses you couldn't say cash or money because if like a cop was listening or something like that yeah it was crazy it was a crazy time it's like that so. on, it's like that on tinder i've seen it on tinder before roses, my friends have yeah. where it's like some of the girls would be like something amount of roses and i heard from my guy friends like oh she's a prostitute yeah that's what i mean yeah, and i was like oh wow scandalous yeah. isn't that crazy that is crazy but it's like really dark and sad I and mean, then like you know the only reason why i thought it was sad because i could tell a lot of the girls didn't want to do it and i didn't. told you like some of the time you know someone would cry and i was like oh my god this is crazy you know and um, you were friends with the girls or you collected the money? I was like friends with, not friends. Not friends. You know, like you couldn't really be friends with them, you know, because they were all just kind of like fucked up in their own way, a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I had to like pick up the money from them and like so, it was just like so weird and I was just like, I can't live in this world anymore. And the guy was so rich who ran everything. He had like a fox, like a pet fox. He did? Which was crazy. I want to date that guy. And the fox had like, <laughs> oh my God, he was actually really nice and the fox like had its own bedroom. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. I could room with that fox. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I was like, can I live here? Seriously. Um, But he was really nice to me so I can't like complain, you know, he wasn't like, he didn't like beat the girls. He wasn't like that kind of guy. He would literally, he literally just knew like all these like 
famous dudes who wanted to sleep with hot chicks and so we started this business and it was like a very yeah but this was like years ago yeah a long time time ago ago. so then i just like had like a really rough it was a really rough time and so i was dating that stand-up and then we broke up and then i started dating this other guy but wait a minute hold on one second two two things two things there's this book also that i read by brett easton ellis who wrote uh, american psycho Uh and it's called glamorama have you ever read it no i heard about it oh my god it's so good and it's kind of about that lifestyle where it's like supermodels and models where it's like a big part portion kind of their money comes from like being taken out on a yacht and being paid ten thousand dollars for a day or a weekend or whatever i mean that's like a lot of the girls that are big instagram girls now like it's it's kind of blows your mind like i mean um, all these girls that you see like every weekend in another country or whatever and you're like oh my god what a life and then you don't realize that like they're getting flown out i'm not saying all of them but yeah. uh, you know a lot of them are getting flown out by guys who will like pay anything to like sleep with you know a really hot chick for a night that's like know? lala from vanderpump rules is like the lower end tier of that kind of girl jesus do you know who that is no i mean either i don't watch that i don't watch vanderpump fuck you how dare you that's my favorite show i really like it <laughs> anyway oh oh I love you. oh and then oh i've had other girls on here who are yeah. like very like pro-sex and taking back yeah. to like whatever and they talk about like sex workers and all this stuff and they're mm. like really like you know pro whatever a woman wants to do with her body yeah. but it's interesting to talk to you about how these girls you know you could tell that they're at odds with themselves because they didn't like what they were doing because mm-hmm. I've been in and because I've been in had conversations with, with people who are very like pro sex work but for me my stance on it is always like yeah cool you know whatever if somebody wants happy, to do it yeah. do it if it makes you happy but for me I know that like I know that I only want to have sex I don't that's the time I don't want money to be involved exactly it's already weird it's when men gross. I mean it's just kind of gross I just I mean, know it that can my... be fun if you're like with your boyfriend and you guys like have someone come in you know just for like that the... oh you're talking about a threesome I'm talking about a threesome oh, that's like that funny, yeah. fun. and I'm, and I'm, so, I'm not saying all the girls were like miserable because oh, yeah. a lot of them were just apathetic and, and they didn't you know they were fine with their lives a lot of them you know I mean I think a lot of them were able to compartmentalize the yeah. situation and I just you know but I mean like I'm saying like you know it's I think it can be fun if you're like trying to have an experience and you don't want to have someone you know because it's weird and like whatever and if the girl's like okay with it and that's her life and she's cool with it then yeah, yeah but I mean yeah I just, just, I just know for me it's the one time I'm like I want it to be not out of a need for cash and yeah money. even course. though I just want my giving my body away to be on like completely my terms and there's no need out of you know there's no the guy isn't in this, like isn't it's not a financial necessity that I fuck a dude for money. Oh so I just want it to can be like out of, out of love and feelings and emotion. Already it gets slippery when you're like whatever. I mean, men can pay for dinner if you love them and that's fine. Or I don't I know, know if you like but them, but that's also like a weird. But I'm not even trying to go down that rabbit hole of like gifts and presents. No, but and, you're right to like put money on your body. Is so scary. To be like, it's I like, need, I need to pay the rent, so I'm gonna fuck this dude that I wouldn't normally fuck ugh, because I, I need the money. I couldn't do that. Nope. So oh, and then oh my god! So you're dating the comedian guy and you quit comedy and you let him? Yeah, be the, I, I hate that. I was just so it just caused so much tr- turmoil in our relationship. What was the turmoil? He was just pissed. And it mad? was just like he was starting, I was starting, and um, you know, a friend of ours who passed away, rest in peace, Angelo, who lived with us, was kind of like coming up comic, and it just caused a lot of like you know when you're dating someone and you go do like open mics together and whatnot. You know, it's very competitive. You know, that you do well and they don't, or they oh do well God. and you don't. It just causes like a lot of whatever. But anyway, so it sounds he, like he's insecure and a yeah. control ad. Like he has insecurity and control issues. He's actually a really nice guy. It's, it's, we're really good friends. You now. are. He's great. Yeah. He's great. So he, 
So um, he's actually really so he he got his big break this year or the last year, and I'm so happy for him because he worked really hard all these years. So he's finally got it going on, which is great. Um, so take me up to Vine. So you're with oh the guy. God. You so guys break up. Him, we break up. I was like, we you know, and he and he had brought you know other stuff that we, we had other stuff that was going on that I didn't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to mention. Yeah. But um, so then I got out of there and moved in with a friend of mine who. Liked me, who was a um, he was an indie director guy. He hadn't done a lot of stuff yet. He was just doing like music videos and whatnot, right? We'll, we'll keep him uh, anonymous. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, I moved in with him. Though this isn't who you're thinking of. This is a different person. Oh, yeah. This is so. Then I started. I moved in with this guy, and we became friends. And he was like a trust fund baby, and his parents kind of like paid for everything, and and he just never had to worry about money. And I was like, whoa, like not worry about money. Like you don't just you're not struggling like I am. Like it was crazy yeah and so we moved in we i'm i skipped another guy oh you did isn't I it funny finding the balance between work and love and uh, dating along the way is so, di- so before i even started dating the comic there was another guy I dated who after the escort uh receptionist no, that's thing? The, yeah so that no that was after this guy so the first guy that i really dated in la was a guy who was like a big computer like rich dude who like had a house on Crescent Heights and what? like he bought me both my dogs and like what? but then he was like really crazy and was like you can't have a job and you can't do this and you Ew. can't do that and it was like controlling it was really men weird so then I left him and then that's when I moved into like a little tiny apartment by myself and then I met the stand up comic so that was just the guy right before him so okay so now we are a rich, rich uh, computer guy, stand-up comic. Now we're on to the f- uh, first director idea. <laughs> Great! I mean, hey, Woo! yeah. Oh, oh, and boy. I know, I know you're talking because you told me at, uh, at dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the so scoop, you guys. So he's great. This guy was cool. He was <clears throat> nice, and we actually got engaged after six months of dating. Oh my goodness! But I was engaged to him for literally like a month because then I found out he had like a like an addiction to painkillers. Oh, so yeah, I was I, like, I it's so can't common do this. nowadays. I it was like, like almost every guy I dated had like an addiction of some sort. So then he, I, we ended up just kind of, we just became really good friends. And so we lived together, we were friends, and while I was living with him, I was struggling and I was like, you know, trying to make ends meet. And I was so depressed and down on my luck, couldn't get anything to happen for me. And, uh, and Vine came out. And I didn't even have, like, an Instagram, like... Was Instagram even here yet? Yeah, Instagram was here. Yeah, Instagram was here. I I had an Instagram, but I didn't really post on it. I had maybe, like, uh, like a couple posts, right? Did Snapchat exist yet? Mm -mm. What year was this? This was, like... 2014, 2013? 2013. 2013, the divine comes about, and you are where in your life? And And I was literally laying on the couch (laughs) in my living room, totally depressed, like, was in a bad place in my... Well, we weren't, like, in an awful place in our relationship, but we were in a great place, you know? Um, And just laying there and being like, what is going on with my career? I couldn't get, like, a manager. I couldn't get any representation. I couldn't book any jobs. Like, everything was just kind of in the shit. And I see this app advertised on Instagram... And I was like, huh, interesting, because I wasn't even really big on social media. I was barely, I didn't even really check my Instagram, but I saw like a little thing for it, and I was like, huh, I'll try this. So I open the app and I start experimenting with it, and I start making these little videos. And then I was like, oh my god, this could actually be really fun to do all my characters that I created oh. when I was doing improv and stuff. So I started putting all these characters on there, 
and doing all these little little like you know sick obviously they were six second videos and I was just having so much fun and I just started going crazy and I got obsessed with it and that guy I was dating like got really annoyed and he's like oh my god you're wasting all your time oh my doing god. this stupid thing and like you're not like you need to like go get a real job and like whatever and he was like annoyed and like whatever and then he saw that I started getting like a huge following like it started growing like 10,000 followers a week out of nowhere and I was like whoa this is so weird and I remember thinking, like, I wasn't doing it to get famous or anything. I was literally just doing it for fun. I was like, this is just a fun thing that was, like, an outlet for me because I was so depressed and was like, they need to just, like, get something out of my system. And I remember looking at, like, the popular people at the time were, like, James Urbaniak and, like, Steve Agee and, like, Will Sasso. And they were all, like, number one. And I was like, I'll never be like them. On Vine? On Vine and, like, Adam Goldberg. And they were all doing, like you know, like artistic comedy, whatever, kind, not really, you know, just like all kinds of different stuff. Adam Goldberg. From, yeah, Adam Goldberg. From where? From Dazed and Confused? Yeah. He, he was, was on Vine? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? He used to do like really cool shit on there, actually. I used to be in love with him. I used to have such a crush on him. He's He seems like someone you would date. Yeah. He's very Is like... He married? I think he's married, yeah. Good for he, him. His stuff... <laughs> Good for him. She kills herself. Yeah, I know. I'm like hanging myself now. I'm like, <laughs> no, but you actually stepladder. seem like you guys went to. He did like very cool shit on there. He was very artistic. You know what on he there. did one time though? When I when Instagram was new, not to interrupt you, we'll throw it right mm-hmm. back. Yeah, you're fine. When, when Instagram was new, I didn't realize like I was all over the place commenting on like everybody's Instagram that I followed, even if they're a total stranger, and I would comment like really intensely as if we're like great friends oh my god and i think and i did that one time on adam goldberg's page and then i went look and look back and he like deleted my comment because i probably seemed psycho because i was like i just thought if you're putting it out there people are going to comment on it and then i saw it and i'm like oh kooky cat thing or how about this blah blah and i think i just completely i mean he wouldn't know you wrote like a paragraph i think i wrote like like, oh this chick needs to chill the fuck out that is Exactly what I That's did. So <laughs> funny, Alexi. I'm dead. So, oh god. Oh yeah. Okay. That's so, amazing, though. That's amazing. So I got. Yeah, I had to. Like, that was just your personality. I just had to. Check, it's still. My, I had to check myself. But then, um, okay. So Vine, Steve Agee, so, Adam so Goldberg. The, so I started growing on Vine, and then my the guy, the guy I was dating at the time, was like, "Oh, like, wow, cool." And so I started getting like more into it, more into it, and getting props and like doing all this stuff and. I wasn't making money off of it yet, but then I knew that something was going to come from it because I kept growing, growing, growing. And uh, and basically at like 150,000 followers, I got an email because this little shitty email on there from Benefit Cosmetics. And they were like, hey, so we were just wondering if you would do a uh, sponsored video for us on your Vine for $10,000. Oh my God. And I was like... I literally like almost shit myself. I was like, this has to be a typo. Like I was like, I, I, I would have done it for fucking lip gloss at that point. Like yeah! they would have given me like five free lipsticks and I would have done it. Like they were like, hey, I hope that's enough money. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So they literally offered me that. And then I teamed up with them and I became friends with like Simon Rex um, through Vine. And he, he had, he's the one who actually like, introduced me originally to them, which is so crazy. And then they had offered me the money to do the video. And then they had me do a commercial with them. And it Benefit? was just like, yeah, it was really great. How did like, Simon Rex in, in, introduce you to I Benefit? Know. They were, they knew, they hired him to do like a comedy thing in a commercial. And then he told them about me and like, it's just so funny. Like yeah. I ran into him at Funny or Die originally. And that's how it was just so crazy. And so we became friends 
friends and I started hanging out with him and he he's great. I How come you never dated so Simon Rex? He's a we've he's, always you're been both beautiful. Like really good friends. Like we've never been like that. It's it, always it's better to be friends. It's with just someone. better. You know how sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh, like this person's really fun and like he's crazy and I'm crazy and like I feel like that'd be too much crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's like good. He's so hilarious and so and such a good friend and so he's cool. And I was like, you know, let's. And I had was dating that other guy at the time too. So oh. I'm like not, you know, yeah. I'm not like that. Well, there you go. Yeah. And so, um, so benefit. So benefit. And then like a week or two later after that sponsored video comes out, I get like emails from like UTA, CAA, Paradigm, ICM all in one week, which is hilarious because, you know, I, I feel like agencies are so funny. They all have like they all know what each other are doing. Like yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to email this person. Oh, you're going to email that person. Then we're going to email this person. So then like literally all these agencies started emailing me. At the time, I actually had this fucking manager who I'm not even going to say she's like a fake manager. She was like a failed actress. She's like asked me to like put her in my vines. Like she was it was so sad. I was so it was like oh, literally fuck. so sad. She'd yeah. be like if you can put me in your vines. Like she was very like and she was like oh it, she was nice but she literally had like no like she wasn't like a real manager. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Anyway so I take my first meeting at ICM I go in and meet with my agents who are my agents now J.R. Ringer and Matt Smith who I love very much. It's so funny. Uh, I take my meeting with them. JR uh, was like, you know, my girlfriend at the time showed me your vines and he's like, I laughed so hard and like you're so, you know, they were just really great and we and I clicked with them. And actually it's so funny because I wasn't even going to take that meeting that day because I was having really bad panic attacks at the time because I'd gotten off. Of, I'd taken an antidepressant and I got off of it at the time. So I was like literally almost didn't take this meeting because oh I was having such bad panic attacks. I just couldn't live my life. What antidepressant? Uh, Effexor. Effexor. Oh my yeah, God. I have an ex-boyfriend who took that. One. Yeah. He almost but died. I mean, he, he, went on, he, went, he went off at cold turkey. Oh yeah. And, and it, he didn't. It, it fucks your body up. He like drove off the side of a road. It was like the TV like, screen turned off yeah, and everything went like yeah. staticky. And, yeah. It's one you can't really. I mean so I'd gotten off of it and I was off of it for like a year and a half and that's like when I first started Vine and Vine was like therapy for me you know to get through it but I wasn't leaving my house really I was like scared I was taking like like I was taking literally like 10 Benadryl a day because I was having panic attacks and the only way to not have them was if I was super sedated so I would like take all these Benadryl and then you know that's obviously really unhealthy so now I just like take a really low dose of this whatever it's no big deal um so then I got uh i go to icm i have the meeting everything goes great i leave the meeting i had other meetings scheduled that week you know with other agencies and i'm in the car and they call me when i'm in the car and they're like come back in we want to sign you oh and i was like whoa this is amazing and so i went back in and i signed with them and i've been with them ever since which is crazy and you lost the bogus and uh, we got rid of they got rid of her right away they were like so we're gonna get rid of this manager we're gonna get rid of this actress manager who wants to yeah she's like put me in your video that's so weird like you guys want to sign her too like yeah seriously It was, it was hilarious. So then they signed me and then like um, – So you didn't meet with the other agencies at no, all? No, I didn't. And that, that – I mean in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that was probably stupid. But like I'm – you know, it's good. I, I love my team. They're great. Um, and so then I kept doing my videos and then my friend was really good friends with Seth Green. And so I'm doing these videos and then I get a uh, call from Seth Green and he's like, hey. And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? This is amazing. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, I loved him. Like, yeah. He's so talented. Robot chicken. I can't hardly wait. Like, so many things. Awesome like, powers. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So he's been, like, amazing. And so – um, he calls me and's like, "Hey, I saw your videos. I'd like to bring you in and, and me, like maybe have you write on Robot, you know, because they kind of do the same thing where it's like short sketches and whatever. 
So he brings me in, I meet with him, and then he tells me about the whole thing. And I still wasn't making like crazy money on Vine. I'd only gotten like that one brand deal so far, but I my audience was growing like crazy. So he brings me in and he's like, you know, this is like what we do. We work from literally like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. And like he showed me the writer's room and like it's just so much more. Like it, that guy works harder than like anyone I know. He is one of the hardest working people. Like he does everything. Yeah. Like he – and he's the kindest, like most amazing human. Him and his wife Claire are like – like they're just awesome people. Oh my god. So That's they're, the goal. They're, yeah, they're goals. And so he brought me in and like – you know, I, met, I love you with the binocular. Yeah, a little, little listerine up, uplifter. Um, and so I met with him and at the time Rachel Bloom was writing on Robot and she was the only female writer. And so I met her and I don't think she was very excited about the idea of me writing on a robot. <laughs> we can bleep out her name too. Yeah, no, it's okay. And and no, it's fine. It's whatever. And then so, um, and then basically, um, she was doing her crazy ex girlfriend. She had just done the pilot for that, which is crazy because now it's such a big show. And I think she won like an award for it and everything like that too. So it's great. Um, she's super talented. So then, um, so then Seth was like, hey, so like if you want to write on this show, it's like really long hours and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I, turned it down i was like no i don't think i could do it like I, I don't feel like i could physically do it i was so in the zone with what i was doing and like saw this growing so much that i was like you know i kind of just want to stick with what i'm doing even though i wasn't making money off of it yet i just saw like what had happened with youtube and i was like this is gonna happen with this and so he was so nice and was like cool like you know anyone else that you would say that to probably like fuck you fuck like you. i gave you this opportunity yeah. suck my dick like you know yeah. you're the worst he was so nice and so cool and was like let's just stay in touch and if you ever want to create something big let me know cut to like a couple months later where i'm at like three million followers on this app and on like, vine yeah on vine and was like the number one person on there overall like out of the girls and the guys i passed all these people that i thought were like so funny and everything i'd like surpassed them like had all these followers jesus and so i was like the number one person on the app and so we like got together again and he's like let's do a show and i was like awesome so we come up with this idea to do like a sketch show what go, year is this uh, 2014, I believe. It was like whenever I was number one. So then um, we come up with this idea to do a sketch show, basically like, you know, like Vine, but like one minute sketches. So it's not as, it was like a live action robot chicken almost. Yeah. We were thinking. So, and you're the star of it. Right. And, and I would creator. be the star of it and the creator. And so yes. we like, you know, we pitched that around and, and TBS took a bite and was like, hey, we'll give you some money to do a presentation deal. And so I got together with like a bunch of people from UCB that Seth knew and um, some friends of mine that were comedians and we wrote this show and it was really cute and funny and it uh, went nowhere because <laughs> when we finished the presentation, TBS did like a big change of hands and like their head switched and you know how like whenever a big head of something switches, they're like, well, we don't want to take on that other person's projects. You know, we're not going to like foster their projects or whatever. Like we're starting fresh, you know, so we got kind of discarded. That completely happened in my life. I sold something to Showtime and then right when it was all happening, yeah. they had a new head of the thing. They got rid of everything. I was, so I've, that happens so often. So what you're saying is like, so I, I, can, I can relate and that happens. That's good for people to hear about what happens in Tinseltown. In it's, Tinseltown. It's, it's hard it's to get a show made. It's so, guys, it's so takes hard. years to get anything done. Movies, everything. Like it just, that's why it's like I loved about Vine was that it was like instant gratification. Yeah. Like I had an idea, I could do it and then post it and it'd be live and that'd be it. Yeah. And I loved that. And even though I wasn't making, you know, fucking Martin Scorsese film, I was, you know, having fun and, and being creative. And so it was really heartbreaking to spend that like a half a year 
for like a freaking 20 minute thing and then have them be like, no. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, kill myself. Um, so then back to ground, ground, you know, start from scratch. And then, um, so I was still doing cool stuff, auditioning, and um, I got voted uh, one on the list of 100 most influential people on the internet in Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Was that was 2015. 2015. 2015. So, that so then I was on there with like Obama and like Kim Kardashian and everything, and I was like, whoa, this is insane. And like I remember my dad was – my dad called me and told me, and he was I was just like blown away. It was like because I don't read Time Magazine. Oh! Uh, my dad's like you're in this mag I was like oh that's, that's crazy that's yeah. huge huge right so yeah. really fun and um, Teen Choice Awards we'll get to oh, what about I was that nominated for a bunch of te- a Teen Choice Awards you know I mean nominated I, for a Teen Choice, Choice Award, Award, yeah. Award for Best Viner yeah, right yeah. in 2015 yeah. that's I got, huge I've gotten I've won like a streaming I've, I've won like the New Now Next Award um, which is like VH1 like I've won like some great cool shit I'm so grateful it's been such an amazing experience but it's so funny because it's like a double edged sword because a lot of people who don't know me you know like those girls and stuff like that you know they think I skipped the line they're like oh you just you know you just found this app and you fucking got on it and you just fucked around and got popular but it was more like I have been in I've been yours for so long You're and hustling. it was like yeah. you know and then it's weird too because I wasn't like a social media person and then to be kind of like now everyone's like, oh, my God, you're like a social media star. And I'm like, I don't even really know how to, like, work a computer. Like, it's yeah. kind of funny. Like, I'm like, what's – how do you copy and paste? Like, I don't know yeah. how to do a lot of stuff. And so it's kind of funny now that I get grouped together with, like, a bunch of people that, like – the app was so easy to use. That's the only reason why I got popular It's just it. a platform for you to showcase your personality, exactly. be funny. Yeah. And also, six seconds, you have to be so sharp and, like – Yeah. You know, and you generated so much. How often oh were you posting? God. How I was, often? When I first started, I was posting, like, three a day. Three a day? And then when I, towards the end, obviously it dwindled off and, and it just, you know, obviously everyone just kind of left the space. And well, keep telling me, let's, I don't want to So then I the just, yeah, I broken up with uh, the guy. Co-popping the, indie yeah, director? The indie, he was, you know, the music video director guy. We broke up and. Didn't he try to like direct your vines and like oh get credit gosh, on the vines? He did. Let me just say that to you it and everyone. There is, there's a theme going on in your story, a theme of like egomaniacal insecure, angry, controlling men. Yeah. And they, they probably don't even see it in themselves, but they are. I know. What is with that? I don't know. And then, like, it, it's just kind of like, I mean, I'm not perfect, obviously, so I can't, like, blame them. Yes, you we know? are. I, okay, I no, but you're you, right. Lexi, We're you're amazing. <laughs> no, but, like, I'm very, like, I feel all my feelings, and I'm very sensitive, and I, um, you know, it's weird. I, I, ran, oh, I almost said his name. He was, he was a nice guy. He just, uh, he just, I think, was struggling in his own career, and then to see me kind of catapult past him was very hard, and so I think that that took a big, a big, you know, well, you toll can- on the relationship. But it was crazy because the last year we lived together, like we didn't even have sex. We were like roommates and yeah. like friends. And that was like 2014, 2013. Yeah, it was like 20. 20- 2014, the end of 2014. So, and all this great shit is happening for you. Yeah. You get the, you 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 work on the show six months. You pitch it out. That, that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't go, that doesn't go. No. But you like you're in Time Magazine. Yeah. You're nominated for a Teen Choice Award in 2015. 
You're in in 2014. You're in some Pitbull music video, right? Oh, What's yeah, that no, all about? I was in like, oh god, well, because I hosted the New Year's his New Year's Eve thing on TV. You I did Pitbull's New Year's Eve, yeah, with um, La La. You know, remember you know La La. The, you did, yeah. yeah oh my. So it was like me and like Batch, you know, because Batch got really popular from Vine. Batch was one of my good friends who I told to get on Vine, who's like killing it right now. He's doing great and he's amazing. Um, so yeah, we had hosted like a thing for him for New Year's Eve, and then Pitbull did his music video. Was like, we be in my music video. He's actually super nice guy like really cool and so yeah I've had so many opportunities and then I broke up with my uh you know the guy that we just became friends in because I had fallen apart for so long and then I started dating another director which is crazy because like I wasn't even like everyone's like oh you date all these directors but I didn't even seek I don't seek these guys out that's how I am with drummers and directors they find me baby yeah yeah. like come on man I mean it's Hollywood (gasps) I was at the uh, Justin Bieber roast and I ran into this director that I had known for years the guy that we both dated and it's kind of funny and actually I had known him for years just kind of in and out of the comedy scene he's your ex-boyfriend to me maybe we date I can't even remember that he's just somebody that I know in the world yeah he's my ex-boyfriend yeah he is your ex-boyfriend you own that guy okay no 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 he's your ex Okay. no one will ever own that guy (laughs) okay anyway let's be real he will not be owned Um, so I so I dated him and um well, we met at the back back up at the Bieber Rose. It's kind of funny because I had tried to hook him up with a girlfriend of mine. Oh, really? Years before that, which is so funny. And I had never thought like he had liked me in any way whatsoever. But he came up to me at the Bieber Roast and was like, hey, congratulations. And I said congratulations to him because he was directing – Am I on? I don't even know. Yeah, you know. are okay. on. I'm just, I'm and just... and um, he was he had this got just gotten this big movie, and so you know it was kind of cool. And then we just started texting and talking, and um, you know, kind of just fell in love, which is like amazing. You know, we we were talking every day over text, and he was you know flying all over, um, you know, all over the world. He was in different countries scouting, and and he would text me, and we would talk, and we'd have these long-winded conversations, and he was really poetic and um, amazing and and intelligent and cool and funny and great. And it was weird because I wasn't attracted to him first physically. I was, like, not, you know, like, this wasn't, like, my type of guy. I've always dated, like, strung out, you know, guys who look like they do heroin, and a lot of the times they were on drugs, so it was, like, hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he just was like very poetic and very in tune with his feelings and just kind of like wooed me. And so we kind of fell in love and started dating and everything was amazing for a really long time. And that was in 2014 it, until it wasn't. Uh, 20, yeah, early 2014. And then until it wasn't, you know, like yeah. life just kind of takes its weird turns, you know, but he's a super talented guy and, and um, he'll, he's you know, going to be really successful. He's already really successful, and he'll continue to be really successful. And you know, you're coming out of that now. So that's why yeah, we're, that's why just, we're getting I'm poet. Coming, yeah, I'm getting, that's why I'm we're just, getting a little deep and dark yeah, right now. It's like yeah. it's still no. I'm just recent. coming out of that. It's okay though. You know, I've come to realize a lot through this past relationship was that you know, a you can't force someone to love you the way you need to be loved, and b you know sometimes no matter how much you love someone, you, you know. If it's not, if it keeps going in a, a, the r- wrong place, you know, that that means something, you know. And that hurts yeah. me to say that because Ugh. this guy I thought I was going to marry, like I thought he was going to be my husband and I was like, this is the one for me. And because I've never had such a passionate connection. I, I mean, and I can honestly say this out of every guy 
I've ever dated. He's definitely the only guy I ever loved for sure. Like actually really loved. So that's, that's totally heart wrenching, but it's also really beautiful in a way because I learned a lot and I, um, I met a lot of amazing people. I met you. He's talking about I, me, everybody. Yeah, I met me. you and a lot of his ex-girlfriends are really great. And he know he's he's fr- he he curated a really uh, amazing group of people that he surrounded himself with, and they're all really wonderful people. And um, you know, I met them and and made a lot of great friendships and and relationships. And he taught me a lot. And you know, you just have to kind of say that life will be as it's meant to be you know if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be and yeah you just got to do what you can but yeah it's hard i mean you know what are you gonna do yeah life is very very hard it's and love is very complicated which is sucks because it should be the easiest thing i think you know it's weird because i believe that like when you meet a person whether it's a friend or a romantic thing Mm. it's like it's it's like you're being tested or it's like you're being challenged Mm. and it's like the person that comes into your life is either there to like take you to a new level of like who they're healthy for you and they're good right or they're not right for you and you're being like kind of challenged and tested to see if like you are going to go for something that's bad for you or if you've learned from past experiences and not go towards something kind of dangerous again yeah. i don't know if i'm making sense but no you are you are i've done it over and over again and had this like kind of habitual pattern of going towards something that's not great for me right so <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to learn or- how to like when i meet a new person i go god is this is this somebody who's going to be like a past uh, unhealthy kind of thing that I yeah. used to go towards and I'm being challenged to make a better, more healthy decision for myself? Or is this new person in my life uh, going to take me to a healthier, new level of consciousness that, and they're good for me and it's a healthy, better thing? Like, And so it's such a, I don't know, I know I'm rambling right now, but it's no, such a, not. so it's such a weird thing with love and you want things to work out. And then and when you find out that the person isn't right for you and it's not healthy, but you hope that it will be so intensely you just it's, keep almost trying to force it. You keep it. trying to force yeah. it and it's so shitty and it's it's like it's just as heartbreaking to like take care of yourself and walk away as it is painful to stay. Both things are hard. It's just like you try people on and you hope for the best and then if it doesn't work out it's horrible and if it's I don't I don't I'm just all over the place. It's no, just no, really no, fucking no. tough. Love is fucking Love is tough. I mean I just feel like he's not the kind of guy that can just be with one woman. He's very like free spirit and just needs to like and and needs to just be able to do whatever he wants. And so I think that that was like a big part of it, you know, and, and, you know, you can only handle that so much. Like I try to be really open-minded and like, you know, let, you know, be into experimental things, whatever. I won't go there, but like, you know, it's, people are just, people are just people. And you, my grandmother used to tell me, you know, once a person shows you who they are, believe them, believe them. And so I, as sad as it like made me, I was like, I re- I just recently reached that point where I was like, you know, you can love someone to death, but if they're not, you know, it, you just know whether it's going to be right for you or not. And, and you was, know, it's hard. And then like, plus, like, I just feel like you, um, I don't know. I feel like if someone really wants something, they go after it and they don't let it go. So I think, you know, if they're, if somebody lets you go, don't chase them. Don't chase them. And yeah. I, I also feel that, oh, like I was having this conversation with somebody that I that I dated and I had an issue with him and something about his behavior like irritated me and, yeah. it, and it made me feel unsafe and it didn't work for me and it made me feel uncomfortable. But I love so many things about this guy that I was dating. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I went, I can't change you. I'm not here to change you. I'm not here to tell you who to be. 
and it's on me to walk away if if the way you live your life and the way you are doesn't work for me. Right. It's not for you to change to make me happy no. because I can't ask you to do it. You've got to do you've got to you're on your fucking path, you're on your trip, you're on your thing. I'm the one who's got to walk away if it doesn't work for me and not be with somebody and go, you're doing this wrong or I don't like this about you. Well, that's fucking my problem because I'm 50% of the relationship and I'm tethering myself to somebody and I'm going to complain about them while I'm with them. It's not... And it's so fucking hard to walk away when it's like... It's so hard. And you know, here's the thing is that people don't change. They don't change, do they? They really don't change. They They don't. don't. It's like literally when someone does something... I mean, I get how people make mistakes, but when someone does something and then they do it again... And, and then again. they do it again. And you fight, you fight, and then you they fight. do it again. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, Batting. okay, that's yeah. not that's not just like a one time fuck up. This is like who you are. So you need to just realize that and go listen. Like that's it. You go, know, yeah, go meet for the girl yourself. Go, like, go I mean, meet the girl who enjoys we'll it or will deal with it or know? works for it. Like, or, yeah. or maybe be great to the next one. I, I doubt it, but you know, it's just obviously I'm not putting it on him. I'm a fucking psychopath. Like I, I am very sensitive and I'm very emotional and I'm very, um, I need a lot of love and a lot of affection. And, and I, if I don't get it, I get, you know, paranoid and scared and sad and, you know, whatever. But, you know, I feel like, it's so easy for guys to make their girl happy. Like literally, you could wake up and ask a girl, "How is your? How are you feeling?" Yeah. Or give her a kiss on the forehead, and like guys can do so many little things that go so far. Like, you know, he was away shooting at one point, and I was like, you know, I would have just been totally satisfied if he would just have texted me like once a night and said goodnight, I love you. And couldn't even do that. Like, so it was just kind of like, uh, like you just kind of get to the point where you're like, all right, well, there's like the littlest things that a guy can do every day. I mean, even just just asking a girl how her day is is like insane. It just it, it's the littlest things you can do make such a big difference to girls. Yeah. And if a guy isn't doing that or putting in like the least amount of effort, then just go find someone else because you'll find someone who will put in that effort. I mean – I haven't yet, but yeah, and well, obviously it's funny. And it's, it's also a funny thing is like, like people are multifaceted. So then they show you good stuff and then you're like, oh, wow, the good stuff. And then, but then you see the bad stuff and it's because people aren't just all bad or all good. That's right. why it's even more confusing. That's where you're like, well, I really like the sex or when they, uh, I don't know. Like, so that's, this makes things so complicated because it's not black and white. And, and anyway, post Valentine's no. Day wrap up. Oh we God. We're slitting our I wrists know. right baby, now. Baby. Yeah. I'm just bleeding out over here. Um, no, I, I feel you on that. Like I, and you know what the thing is now too, is that I had like so much turmoil in my last relationship that now I'm just like, I just want to be friends with everybody. I want everybody to be cool. Like I want any of my exes to know that they can call me anytime and I'm there for them. And like, I'm, I just want peace. Like me? I don't want too. any fighting. I don't want any drama. I don't want any bad blood. I don't want any shit talking. And people are doing the best they can, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it works for me or you right, how, right. how these guys if, even if they're doing the best they can it doesn't mean their no their behavior no, is uh, i just wish everyone awesome. could just grow the fuck up and the saddest thing is is like the people more... are only as loyal as their options too you like think that's so? a big thing i've learned out here really guys are only as loyal as their options yeah as soon as like a new whatever are you sure i am 100 percent sure because and the thing that's really sad is that like a guy will you could have a great thing with a guy and then as soon as, like, they want to fuck around or something, it's, like, they'll go and play with the fling. And then, like, you know, it's, like, it's a fling. Like, it's just, like, people have no 
willpower anymore. Like they're very self, like I want to take it. It's there. I want to take it. You know, instead of just being like, I'm going to be a good person or whatever, like they're just very spontaneous and like, I mean, if that's how you want to live your life, then fine. But like, I don't want, like, I want, I want something real. I want something solid. I want a and nice solid. foundation. I, I want to know that like when I'm not around that my guy is a fucking good guy. Like I was working on set the other day and there was this actor dude there who was in a relationship. And Johnny he's, Depp. Just kidding. So, right. I wish. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Super hot guy. I was like, this guy's so fucking hot. And we're hanging out and talking, and he did not flirt with me one bit. He has a girlfriend. He's married. He has a girlfriend, and she's pregnant, and he showed me pictures, and he talked about her and how amazing she was, and we became friends. But That's like, his game. Completely. No, no, no. <laughs> but not kidding. even, like, I'm telling you, so platonic, so awesome, like, such a good fucking dude. And I was sitting there and going, oh, my God, like, one day I will have someone so like that. So you negated your theory. He has options, but he's loyal to his wife. So you should have hope. So I, have hope. I, well, you know, yes, he's, like, one dude that I've met in, like, the last fucking couple well, of years. Well, you haven't met everybody. No, I haven't met everybody. Let's and be guys, helpful. listen, other guys in L.A., sorry. If yeah, I'm not find Brittany. Make, <laughs> be good to her, you fucking Come assholes. find Brittany. Yeah, no. Um, find me, too. No, I'm going to probably be. Find both of us, please. <laughs> Both. We'll just find each other. Sad I think I'm just going to stay single for a while. I Me haven't too. been single in a really long time. And I feel like I have so much growing to do. And I'm working on so many things. And I'm like, you know what? This is t- my time to just kind of just be myself and love myself and do self-work. And yeah, and it's been crazy. Like I... I have spent I've been spending a lot of nights alone. Yeah, yeah. And just sitting in my room with my dogs and writing and like just being creative and weird and you know, you know about that. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. In. Yeah, oh yeah, I did All mushrooms alone. Drove to Sundance alone. <laughs> no, but, uh, You're not- good at being alone. See, I'm learning to be good at being alone because I've had this sort of like pattern in my life where I like I call it lily padding where I literally jump from one relationship to the next it's like I will not get out of a relationship unless I know there's another lily pad that I can jump on you know Mm -hmm. like I'm a little frog Mm -hmm. and so now it's like I am taking this time I've gone on like some dates and like people have been nice but like even guys that are interested in me I'm very like keeping everyone kind of at bay at bay because I'm just like this is me time you know I can't tell you I, I went through that and that was at the kind of like I didn't date for five months. I didn't even flirt. I wasn't on a, on a, uh-huh. a dating app. I didn't have a oh, guy. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like I did this whole thing where I didn't sleep with anybody. I didn't even engage in flirtate with, which for me, a yeah. girl who, you know, like loves to flirt. And I flirt with like women and old ladies and grandpas <laughs> and anybody who walked past me, you know, this coffee cup, it doesn't stand yeah. a chance against my fucking flirtatious <laughs> wiles. But like, I guess that's how I live my life. So I was like, you know, so I wanted to know. That I could, I I was lily padding yeah. too. Even with just like knowing that somebody had a crush on me, and I had like a ego outlet where it's like, oh, this guy wants me. I could have, I yeah. had all. So I I went no more, no more of that. I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sex. I didn't flirt. I didn't. You joined a a monastery. Monastery. Yeah. And I did that, and then part of it was like. I'm just listening to podcasts. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to hang out with my girlfriends. I'm going to hang out with my mom. I'm yep. going to drive to Sundance alone. And yep. I'm going to do mushrooms by myself. It's like just like this thing where I can do anything by myself and no matter what happens. And I just wanted to know that like I'm always okay on my own. I'm yep. so grounded in myself. And then – and doing that because now I'm dating again. Yeah. And I – you know, and, and it made me realize like I'll always be okay. So even yes. if I date this new person and it doesn't work out – 
it's okay. I can walk away and know that like I'm so solid on my own. And also, and I tried, and I said this in my last podcast, even the intro about Valentine's Day or something for other girls and for myself, like if, if we as women age out of being able to have a baby, if we never get married, if we don't have a boyfriend, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. You're not a loser. You're not a failure. No. Of course we all want love. And the, I, I love is a great thing. It feels so nice, but it's like to know that you're totally fucking okay yeah. without a dude is such a wonderful lesson that like makes it so you're not nobody's mercy. You never right. have to feel like you're, you're, you're only complete, you know, with somebody else's validation, a man's validation of you and stuff. So it's just such a, it roots you in yourself and it like, it's like at the end of Labyrinth where like, have you seen Labyrinth? Of course. When she's like, you have no power yep. over me. It's like, yeah, nobody really does. They can hook you in, but you're always, but if you, so you taking this time is going to be like, I did this for myself. I did that for myself. And it was a game changer for yeah. me. And so it's, already it's exciting. Been, it's already been crazy. I mean, it's only been like what a couple of weeks or whatever, but yeah, just being strong enough to, you know, know that I, what I want and what I, I want something healthy and I want something good and I want to be happy and, you know, like I said, like seeing that guy, the way he talked about his girlfriend, I was like, this is like that, that exists. You yeah. Know, there are really like good, good people like that. Those and, are little reminders and clues that like, oh yeah, you know, there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. There's hope. And, and, you know, I feel like I've been so serious on this podcast. I feel like. I all, love it. I feel like all my listeners are probably like, where's the jokes? Where's, where's the, the, where's let, You know like, what? Let your, let, let your fans really get to know you. When is she going to fart into the mic? Like, do you like, do that? No, God, no. You don't do that. No, God, I don't. But, 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 you know, I feel like they probably are expecting me to be like, you know. Well, you just did that. So there you go. You can check that shit off the list. Yeah, totally. Aristotle wants to kill himself in the corner. No, he loves it. It's great. No, I mean, I, I feel like this was like, like, you know, this is real life. Well, so what's what's so Vine went away in 2015. I mean, yeah. who cares about Vine now? Anyway, we're getting real right, deep about love right, and feelings and right. hope and what it all means to be a woman and standing on our own two feet. <laughs> and like, OK, so wait, you got off Vine in 2014, though. Yeah, I got off like right before I got off like a year before it ended because I just it just became such a negative space. It did. A Why? bunch of 12 year olds got on there. And we're a like, bunch you, of 12 year olds. Literally like the 12 year olds uh-huh. are the biggest trolls. Like, I'm like, who gave these 12 year olds cell phones? Like when I was 12, I didn't even have like a fucking like Pager? matchbox car. Yeah. Like, I, like these 12 year olds have like iPads and like Bluetooth <laughs> and, and opinions. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so, they, they use words they don't know. Like I have twelve year olds being like, "I'm I, triggered." I'm like, "Bitch, you don't know what yeah. fucking triggered me." Stop it's bullying like, me. You yeah. are so full of shit. Like you had you had fucking like mac and cheese for th- three times this week. Like don't tell me for you're free. Triggered. For free. Yeah. Like, like mom I, I don't get ass. it. Exactly. It's so funny with all these young kids that are like, they think they're so advanced and yeah. they get on the vine and they're like, this is trash. Kill yourself. Oh my the, God. I'm like, I just had a 12 year old tell me to kill myself. Like, that's so awful. I was like, I can't do this. Like literally kids would talk shit and I'd go to their profile and it's like literally a, like a four year old giving me the finger. I'm like that. And that's who it is. Like, that's who wrote the comment. It's so crazy. It's actually insane. You're like, wow, this like four year old. So anyway, I would do like a video and obviously had millions of followers and was only I was only following like maybe like, I don't know, 100 people. And so I like, you know, I don't know everything that's going on on Vine. Like I didn't know. I don't watch everyone's Vines. I watch the people that I follow. And so I do a video and then I get like a message or like people would be like, oh, like, Timothy in Wisconsin did this video three weeks ago. You stole it. Like, people were just so annoying. Like, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And, like, just between the kids and, like, the just people being like, you stole it. You stole it. Or then they'd, like, I'd do character work and they'd call it racist. And I was like, you don't even fucking know what racism is. Like, honestly. Like, like, I'll show you racism. I was like, watch old SNL. Watch, like, you know, whatever. Old Mad TV. Like, it's called playing a 
character and like, you know, developing character work. Like it's the people don't get it. And commenting on behavior with comedy and doesn't mean you're racist. It means maybe you're commenting on it's just like they they take it so seriously. Like you can't fucking I can't even make fun of myself because then people who look like me get offended. They're like, oh. Well, I kind of look like you, so I'm fucking offended. That's People so are true. So offended. Everything's offensive. Like everything. You could compliment someone and they'll be offended. Oh, because somebody just texted you. <laughs> My friend Crosby. I'm so jealous. Did you meet Crosby yet? I know. Well, so let's, nice. let's get back anyway, to you. Back to me. Just, I'm like, anyway, back to me. Yeah. Uh, fuck Crosby. No, I'm so, just kidding. So you great. get off Vine so in 2014? So I get off Vine. The end of 2014. And, uh, you know, I just start delving back into just acting because that's what I came out here to do. And so now I'm just auditioning and I have a movie at Lakeshore that I'm doing, which is really exciting. What does that mean? Lots of really. So basically I found a script and it's an amazing script. It's very funny. And and it's like an indie funny comedy. Maybe those indie girls will like you now. Yeah, right. Fuck that. I don't even give a shit. I don't need their approval. I don't need their fucking American apparel approval. You don't. Um, so I literally, uh, found the script. Very funny. Brought it to Lakeshore. I had, a meeting there and they loved the script. They were like, this is great. They worked on it a little bit with the writer. They bought it and then they offered me like a deal and so I'm doing a film with them which is so exciting. When is that happening? So we're in the processes right now. We're, you know, signing the director. We just found our director. You but I don't did? know. I can't announce don't, it yet. Don't announce it's it. Not, it's, Keep he, it. He hasn't been announced yet but he's amazing and he had a film at Sundance this year which is great. Really? Yes. Tell me after. Great. I will. Um, and so he's super talented. Everything's going great. It's They're awesome to work with. It's been really fun so they think they're going to start casting it in a month. It's just very exciting. Yeah. Then I'm doing like the fellowship program with Sundance and YouTube and basically like they're they flied me they flied me they, they fly so I'm like yeah. a, I'm, the, uh, I'm gonna write my own show they f- they flied me to Sundance and I'm uh, such an idiot I don't even know they, <laughs> what's happening right now they, yeah. they flew me to <laughs> Sundance and basically they're like they're, they, I saw like every film. It was amazing. It was so fun. Cuddled um, with me late at night. Cuddled with you. We both that about, was the best part. Talked about boys. Held and each bad other. Choices. Cried. Yeah. Uh, no, it was actually an incredible experience. Awesome experience. And just basically met with a bunch of directors while I was there. They're up and coming. By the way, Michael Larnell, who directed Roxanne, Roxanne, I fucking, he's the shit. He's going to be huge. He's yeah. fucking amazing. Um, so I met with a bunch of directors, showrunners, writers, everybody, producers. They had me have meetings with all these people. And so basically what I'm doing is like a program through them where they help me develop my show. And so I'm creating a show with them and it's so fun and For awesome. YouTube Red? Uh, no. It's, what is it, it called? No, basically YouTube's paying for everything. Yeah. But it can be sold to like Netflix, Hulu, like anywhere. Like it's not like they have, oh, you know, it's like great. Like they it. just literally are sponsoring me, They're which devel- is amazing. Oh my God. Okay, got it. Yeah. So yeah. they sponsor you with Sundance, with Sundance Labs. And so it's like the Institute. And so you go through this program and it's really great and everyone's super awesome and creative and smart and funny and you're just with all these really awesome people. And I'm having like an insane time like it's great and i was how- actually up all night last night writing my treatment really oh my god i was up till 5 a.m really that's why i was like 10 minutes late because i was like i had like no sleep last you night. look beautiful oh and god, well thanks. rested and so and so what is it when you work the program uh the sundance program out here yeah su- the sundance program out here what do you do like so basically now i have meetings like yeah i have meetings once a month at the institute and so they when i'm taking these meetings they bring in like you know uh people in the industry and they sit down with me and they go through my stuff 
sit with me and go through my stuff. What's your stuff? Your videos? My no, my my treatment for the show, Got and it. they tell me, you know, this is what you need to do with this, and this is what you need to do with that. And literally, the great thing about this program is it has like an eighty percent success rate. So like eighty percent of the people that have gone through this program have either shows on TV or on the air, or movies, like. It's awesome, and that most of them have premiered at Sundance. So it's very cool. What's the name of the program? It's just um, the Sundance Fellowship Program. The Sundance Fellowship Program. Yeah. So this is so you're off Vine. Yes. Where do you flourish mostly? You're on Snapchat now. Well, I do mm-hmm. my snaps, which are like you know, a mix between like me just taking fucking selfies in the mirror and like playing with my dogs because I love them so much, yeah. and then just observing life. So those are fun. Um, so my Snapchat's just Brittany Furlan, just my name. Everything's just my name. Brittany Furlan on Twitter, Brittany Furlan on Instagram. And so I do like, you know, my Instagram and I do videos here and there on Instagram, even though like I feel like they're really cheesy and like, you know, if I, I don't have like an Alexa and I don't have like a gaffer and all that shit. Yeah. These other, the other Viners have fucking stepped their game up so hard. Are you serious? Oh my God. They literally hire like DPs for their fucking Instagram videos. Like it's insane. Where are they vining now that Vine's gone? And why so did Vine not, go away? They're not vining. Well, Vine le- Vine went away because we all left. Like, we were just really? like, bye. Yeah, well, really? Because, yeah, Is that a group decision? It was kind of, but because we basically what happened was Vine started, Vine sold for like an insane amount of money while to Twitter. Twitter bought it for like an insane amount of money. And they gave you no money. Did they? I mean, you- they didn't give us any money, but obviously, it's like whatever. We had the opportunity, and we made money through brand deals and whatnot. But then they just started kind of like they just didn't take care of us. Like they were very not helpful. Like when it took them very long to get to you, and a problem happened. Like I had my account hacked, and it would take like a day or two for it to like. Like I mean, whatever. It's fine. They. Yeah. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So grateful they created the app, whatever. It just was, like, not as supportive as, like, I feel like Instagram, whenever I have an issue or, like, something's not working, like, I can text someone and they'll, like, respond to me. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. Like, they're very And Facebook owns Instagram, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're very user-friendly. They have meetings with you, like – I never met with the people from Vine. Like that's crazy. I was never flown out. I was never whatever for meeting. And considering I was like number one on the app at one point, it was kind of crazy. Like I've already been brought into Instagram like multiple times, and I'm not even like huge. I mean, I have two point two million, which to some people is yeah. You're going yeah, that's huge. There's literally people like Batch and like other people from Vine who are like at eleven million, like, whoa, ten million. Like it's crazy. Like it's insane. It's like a monster. It's like a beast. So. I mean, to consider that they bring me in and talk to me and are very cool to me is, like, very awesome. Like, they're very cool. So. How do these people have so many 10 million followers? It's from well, Vine. Because they went hard. Like, basically, hard. after Vine stopped, like, Logan Paul, Amanda Cerny, Lele, Pons, Batch, all started going the YouTube route. So they basically started hiring people and doing videos, and they just stepped up the quality of their videos and, like, started doing like regular like production like you know they were Jesus. i mean they have they high bought like lights and they did all this shit and then meanwhile i'm just sitting there in the corner like doing like selfie videos i'm like so you guys you guys ever like cry by yourself and like it's like getting no likes i'm like all right well this is great uh no but it's like then they're over there with like fucking like instagram scorsese like they're just fucking like they have a set i'm like are you fucking kidding me like wait what are we doing again this is a, a instagram video but it's like they kill it like i can't even talk shit because they fucking kill like they like i i think lele is like 
one of the biggest like non-traditional famous people on Instagram. Like they kill it. They do. They work really hard too. And so they're doing that and you, you've you decided your goal is you're I'm making this movie. I'm stepping back a little bit just because I've never, like I said, I'm not really, as much as I'm labeled as like this social media person, I'm she's, not. She's texting her fingers together. So oh, sorry. Picking up sorry, on the mic. Guys, yeah. sorry. She's got um, a perfectly manicured hand. I'm, I'm ruining it. Hands. <sighs> hands. They look I great. I just have one hand. That one hand. might be a problem. That's actually her selling, her top selling point. She's uh, very unique. And she's doing her thing. Let her freak flag fly. So if you guys are into that, yeah. hit me up. <laughs> One hand. Uh, no, it's. I basically took a step back because I've always liked traditional, the traditional space more. I just love, you know, getting a script and working on a show and working on a, you know, a regular set and ha- working with people who are amazing writers and whatnot. And not to say that that's not what you can do with Instagram or YouTube or whatever, but. Uh, I just kind of like the old school way better. It's just kind of what I was trained on, you know, doing theater and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I don't want to also because I'm not as talented as these other kids in like editing and whatnot. So I'm like, you know, I kind of took a step back and was like, I'm just going to focus on like auditioning and like creating my own like movies and things like that. I'm teaming up with people because I I do Instagram videos. I do, you know, like I do like maybe like one or two a month just for fun because it's fun. And I'm friends with these guys. So like it's fun to just kind of get together and we play around. But I'm more focused on just doing the traditional acting and and stuff again because it's just more, I don't know, just I I feel more comfortable. That's your path. That's what you want to do. That's fulfilling to you. And so it's developing the show with YouTube and Sundance. Yeah. Lakeshore movie that you're developing. So you're, you know. And then you would, and then acting in both. Yes, that's fucking great. Yeah, that's and like, isn't that like enough? And she's right auditioning. Now. It's pilot it's season. You, it's been nuts. I, I think so. I mean, it's starting up for it's, me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's pilot. It's season. crazy. I mean, I've gone out, and that's the thing is, I go out for a lot of stuff, and like, I know a lot of the people that I'm going out for, and they're like, oh, you're like the, you know, and like you said, like they're like those judgy. Oh, so there's a stigma. There's like you're such a stigma. Are you trying to shake the stigma? So I'm trying to shake the stigma. You so are. That's another reason why I'm like. I step back a little bit because people are like, you know, they judge you. They're like, oh, you make fucking six second video and you you make a YouTube video. Oh, like, what are you going to do? Like a, a cooking tutorial on this show? Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. very, they're very judgy. So it's like you have to kind of just, yeah. I got to like earn my keep. You'll show them. Earn my street. You'll cr- show them. I'll show them. You will show them. I know you will. Look at I you. you. You're like fucking, you're a hustler. Not not in a bad way. I mean like I'm a hustler too. It's yeah. like you work your fucking ass off. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're oh funny. You have a great I work ethic. I call you every day. You've got a great work <laughs> ethic. Like you're taking time for yourself. You're focusing on your career. You're you know, you're fucking, a ba- you're a badass. Dude, you're doing I all the work. You. You're I, a badass. I, I swear you, to God. You wrote your freaking movie. You're doing, you you work so hard. Well, and, I, and I admire you so much. Thank you. That's why, you know, similar frequencies fall yeah, together, baby. We do. Anyway. We're on the same weird wavelength. Um, What else, what else do we want to say? Is there anything like, you know, we, we know what's next. We know what's going on. You're yeah. single. You're loving your life. You're taking, taking time. You got all your projects. What else? What else do we need to know? That everybody who loves you, is enamored with you, is interested in you. We do have some questions from Instagram. Oh, you do? Uh, from Twitter, but you oh. know what? Like, who are these boneheads? Oh, they're I mean, great. They're okay. So, a few people asked some questions. Let's just see that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Fabio, Fabio Dillo Joe, whoever this guy is, says, What happened to Italian Kitchen? That was iconic. Does she intend to redo oh, it? What's that? Oh, my God. I used to on my Snapchat. Because I'm Italian, 100% Italian. Yeah. Um, I used to do this thing where I would pretend to 
I would be like this. I would talk with like, I'd be like, and I'm like, welcome to Italian kitchen. Okay, it's Brittany. I'm here. And like, it sounds more Hispanic. But anyway, I would basically like pretend to cook really amazing meals. But like half the time it was like already store bought and whatnot. So yeah. I'd like hide the packages and like do jokes. I'd be like, okay, so now I'm making some really fresh pasta that I made myself. And I just opened it out of the box. Yeah. And like then like throw the box away. I'm like, nope, like I made it myself. And like, here's some vegetables from my garden. I'm taking them out of like a yeah. bag. Like, you know, it's Is just that really gone? funny. Yeah. Is it no, gone I could forever? do it again. But I felt like it was like people were annoyed. I felt like some people, some people loved it. Like Fabio. Some, like Fabio loved Fabio it. Fabio loves it. All right, Fabio, I'll bring it back for She's you. But I, it back. I ran out of things to cook because I'm like, I only know how to cook like a handful of things. So yeah. I was like, fuck, I, I can't do this anymore. So I, I'll i do it again probably. We'll do this rapid fire speed round of Twitter questions and this influx of Twitter questions for you. Okay, yeah. uh, Kelly Robertson says, what advice do you have for actors or creatives pursuing a career now when the competition is so high? Make your own shit. Make your own shit, you lazy you fucking make monster. Your own oh JK, God. JK. That was you, me. You murder all my fans. <laughs> I know. You have to make your own shit. You, it's not like it used to be where you would just show up in Hollywood and someone would be like, hey, that kid's really good looking. He's got Moxie. I want to yeah. put you in this film. Or like you're a fucking and background schwabs. actor in like yeah. 1952. And totally. Like, We're going to make you yeah. a star. Totally. Like, it's like not like that anymore. You have to make your own shit. You have to hustle. And then, and then it has to be good too. Yeah. Um. And uh, oh, another person, Ryan Miller, says, uh, what happened to Italian Kitchen? We already covered that. And he goes, oh, wow. P.S. Damn, people loved Italian Kitchen. Ryan says, that shit back. Ryan says, P.S. I love you and your dogs. And I agree oh. with Ryan because I love you and your dogs. Oh. I didn't even realize your dogs is a whole other storyline narrative. My dogs are such a big part of my life. I, I was going to bring them today, but I was like, is that weird? Well, you should have brought them, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. Mic. Yeah, yeah. I would have been, I needed, I need to focus on you and be laser sharp. The dogs would have made it about them somehow. Exactly. Or, or they would have been cuddling in a corner like they do, <laughs> which is so, so great. Cute. They're so good. Um, Granger Loosely says, I would love to hear whom her comedic influences are because, as you know, she is so darn funny. Aww. Thanks, Granger. Oh, Granger. Well, I mean, from back in the day, like Lucille Ball has always, like, I love Lucy. I watched a lot growing up and I always liked how she was just a fucking weirdo. But she was pretty. Yeah. She, like, wore makeup, but she was like, like yeah. I'm crazy. Like, she was just a psycho and funny and I loved her. Mary Tyler Moore, um, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. Like, I mean, just so many people. Yeah. There's just so many great, amazing. But you do have a Tracy Ullman. Oh, yeah, Tracy like, Ullman. I love Tracy Ullman. Like, there's just so many amazing comedic women that I'm like, these people are amazing. Yeah, because that is interesting because you are a beauty, but then I watched in all your Thanks. videos, you're not afraid to, like, not wear makeup or make a crazy no, face or, like, no. have mascara running on your face. And you're like, no. and you're the butt of the joke. And it's yeah. like, that's why it's just like, yeah, I don't know. You're so lovable and likable. I love you. Thanks. Um, and then Granger also. Granger's getting pretty Granger's greedy. Like, Let me ask these questions. Oh, uh, he goes for it. Wow, can't think of a funnier actor comedian alive today. Would you mind asking her how she got so darn funny? Okay, relax, Granger. Uh, <laughs> Granger's just, trying to get it. Seriously. Granger's trying to give me a baby. Take it down a notch. She's not ready for that. She's taking some me time. Um, <laughs> so we did that. What else can we say? We know where to find you online in the oh, world. Um man. Do you regret doing this podcast or is there anything Never. else? I love you so much. Yeah. Like, you're so awesome. And I'm like, that's another great thing. Like, you know, uh, so many good things come out of the hard things. So this is like yeah. so cool that like we became friends and like, it's just great. Thanks guys for listening. Oh, bye. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the shit. Thank you for everyone who tuned in and <laughs> be gentle with yourself. Bye, Brittany. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.